Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Mr. Boxing Guru Podcast. It is me, Sal, Mr. Boxing Guru. Today we have a special edition. I actually found friends that will be willing to do the show today. Um, again, uh, I'm going to introduce you to each and every one of them. Uh, first things first, uh, Ramiro from HGC. What's up, Ramiro? What's going on? What's going on? Thank you for having me, girl. You know, basically what I do is print shirts. I'm on print shop. It's too small, so go ahead and place your order, you know? Hey, so, so tell me a little bit about your shirts, man, because I see you work with a lot of folks. I see you, I even seen you prints on, on gloves. I mean. I do it all, man. So so you do you do primarily boxing, but you do other stuff too, right? Yeah, I do a lot of custom, a lot of custom work. Most of my, bo- most of my work comes from the boxing industry. Yes, it does. But I also do a lot of custom work outside of boxing as well. So send me a, send me a logo. I try to make it happen. All right, man, we got you, we got you. We also got uh, Luis Mejia, which is a new photographer, Phenom, so tell me a little bit more about yourself. <laughs> well, I just started uh, not too long ago, about maybe a year and a half in photography, and uh, luckily I got into boxing, and <clears throat> I'm just looking to make my way to the top, you know? So you've been doing a lot of PBC fights, right? Yeah. And you see, that's how you can tell I'm not that biased. You got a PBC photographer in my house right now, so <laughs> no. But your work's been been making a lot of noise, and that's very impressive. Uh, I think I told you before. I mean, you capture something a bit different. You capture a lot of emotion in your pictures. That's something that that you don't see a lot in boxing right now. Um, so that's kind of cool, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and we also got. Uh, from CG, ZG Promotion. See, I said CG. See, I, I get a little paisa sometimes. <laughs> ZG Promotion. Mr. Sal, Sin Sun. Did I say it right? Sin Sun. Yeah, All right. Thank you. All right. Hello, so, everybody. So, so, what are you doing boxing, man? Well, uh, basically, I'm managing fighters, Guru. Uh, as me and you uh, talked before, uh, I got into the, you know, always been a great fan of the sport. But uh, I took it up a notch, you know, I uh, started getting to know some of these fighters and, and seeing the uh, the opportunity that was there to, to give them some assistance, some guidance. There's a lot of 
young uh, kids out there that, that need people to help them out because, you know, obviously the, there's there's not a lot of people that, that are there wanting to spend time and make the investment with them to, to get their careers going. So uh, I've been a manager, uh, some kind of manager for the last 25 years in, in retail. Uh, I saw that, that there's it's not much different. It's, it's to uh, grow 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 them in the business and uh, I feel very comfortable kind of just jumping over into boxing so I make the jump and uh, right now I'm working with five kids and uh, we're, we're starting from scratch basically you know what five kids is a lot of kids especially when they're all young right now right yeah yeah they're they're just getting started uh, none of them have more than seven fights under their 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 record and uh, they're hungry and uh, I think, you know, we're going to really, some of these kids are really going to come out of the shadows and, and, and make a name for themselves. And I just want to be there to guide them and uh, hopefully, you know, lead them to a world title. That's my dream to manage championship fighters. But I do know that uh, I, I've got to start from the bottom and work my way up and, and develop my, my team as well as myself. CG Boxing, again, has just started. Many people don't know who we are. But... Uh, Rest assured, we'll, I real feel real confident that, you know, when it's all said and done, we will uh, manage a world championship fighter. That's, that's awesome. You see, one of the reasons why I brought all three of you guys, um, boxing, we know it's, it's a very top-heavy sport. It's very difficult to make money. You guys were in some way involved in boxing, but at the same time, you guys know because. So let's be honest. You're not going to make any any type of money with these kids. You're not obviously making it for the money because you're not out there trying to hunt the the, the next top you know uh, golden gloves winner or whatever you want to call it. You're actually getting and, and, and there's a pattern with a lot of your guys. Plain and simple as the guys that that just seem hungry, and that's something I've always respected about you. Um, that's what you want to manage. You want to manage those fighters that that que de verdad tienen hambre. That, that's dope. And, and, and again, it goes back to, to the basic emotion. It goes back to, to, to your pictures. You show that emotion. You capture. You're not capturing just a punch, you know, because you're, 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 you're catching some of the stuff that happens right before the punch. What is he going to do? You could almost see, oh, shit, this is what's going to happen. Just from your picture. Because, again, a picture says uh, you could always manipulate a picture to say something else than from what it actually happened. I saw some of your your secret pictures and you, you see some of the stuff that other people don't see, but somehow the media gets manipulated into thinking, oh, a certain fighter won a certain way. But again, those pictures actually say the truth. So, and same thing, same thing with you. I mean, I remember you, you, you're helping all these fighters make a brand for themselves. Cause there's one thing to promote yourself, but it's also kind of a confidence booster because you see a guy, all of a sudden it says, you know, I don't know, El Terrible, whatever you want to call these little kids that they call themselves, uh, King This or whatever. Um, but it brings them some sort of confidence because now they, it's almost like a team. And, and, and you know, the deals wear the shirts. And, and, and it's kind of, yeah, it's a confidence booster. But again, you're doing it, you're not, you're not doing it because you want to be Nike, you want to be Adidas, you want to be others of the companies. You're just doing it because these fighters deserve a, a chance to... to Almost be their own personal brand. That's again. That's that's another thing that I really commend about you. Um, this is getting kind of soft, man. So let's get let's get going because we got a lot of good. We got a lot of fights that happened this week, and we're gonna.
kind of brushed through it because the reason where I really want I really brought you guys here was because of big fight with Mikey Garcia and uh, Errol Spence. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, first things first, sound. I'm gonna take it to you. Um, you saw well some of the fights that I actually get to see. I got to see uh, Chia Santana, which again uh, broke my heart that he lost. I thought he had won. I could see how you could call it a draw, even for the other guy. But it was a close enough fight where, where I don't think none of them lost a step. I gauged it to Chia just because of the knockdown, because I saw Chia win clearly six rounds, plus the knock, plus the knockdown. Um, oh, including the knockdown. I'm sorry. So again, it was that close of a fight. Um, Won't you tell me a little how you had it? Well, I like you said, I, I got to see the fight. It was. Uh tough fight. I think that was one of the better fights, more competitive fights of the night. Balanced, uh, non-stop action. Uh, seeing uh, Santana uh, Chia drop him in the second round, I said, wow, he's going to make some quick work out of this guy. But, uh, I mean, the guy the guy he was fighting was, was no pushover. He kept coming. Uh, non-stop offense. Uh, it was a, I mean, you know, we sometimes have a bias for what fighter we were cheering for. And it's kind of hard to be objective with, with the scorecards and just just like everybody else, it's it's kind of hard to call it because sometimes we, we want somebody to win. But I, I think at the end of the day, uh, the other guy might have edged it out, uh, right. unfortunately, but it was a close enough fight that if it would have gone for Santana, uh, it would have been okay. It would right. have been it would have been a, a great situation, great scenario. Unfortunately, it. it he lost the fight, but he's like I told you yesterday. He seems like a great, humble human being. Hard to see him uh, take a loss, but at the end of the day, I think he's he he didn't lose from it. It's kind of the way you lose sometimes. If you, to me, it, it's how you lose. Uh, sometimes by losing, you don't you lose as far as the record goes. But you actually, but your performance sometimes uh, is actually helps you, benefits you in, in a future fight. And I think there's a lot more of uh, Chia Santana to come. I think. Looking forward to seeing his next fight. All right, absolutely. And I agree with you. I don't think, again, giving it to either guy, I, I wouldn't have been mad. Of course, being a, being a friend of Chia, I'm, 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 of course I'm going to be biased. So maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but, uh, again, that's why maybe I saw my guy win. Um, one thing that I've always been critical about PBC is their matchmaking. I think it, it really, you know who's coming to, who, you know who's going to win before the bell. Or you know who's going to win before the bell rings. Um this and I have to give credit where where it's due. I think it was a it was a fight where on paper you think uh, what was the guy's name that he fought? Uh, Ramelito Pavel. Pavel, yeah, Ramos, right? Ramos. Yeah, it was it was a, close to a toss. Yes, he was a favorite, but nonetheless, it was a great matchup. You got to give this PBC matchmakers credit. They actually put on a good fight again. Uh, and again, you really didn't know who was going to win. It was a tight fight. I, I wanted to take your uh, input on it, Lewis. <clears throat> oh, chair fight? Yeah, the chair fight. Let me see. Huh? That one you didn't see. That Look one. at this guy. I didn't see. You didn't see the fight. The porter one. Oh, you watched the porter fight. Yeah. So again, for, from, I, I guess I got to take it back to, you know, just saying, you know, it was a good fight, um, good matchmaking at its best. Um, but let's talk about that 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 Porter fight that you saw. Tell me tell, tell me what you saw in the fight. <clears throat> well, in that fight, I mean, I, <clears throat> from the, I, I thought from the get go, I mean, a lot of people were, I mean, some of the voting uh, Instagram pages, or it's not voting Instagram pages, but the pages on Instagram that were, that had a vote, you know, on their stories on who was going to take it. 
I actually thought Ugas was going to take it from the get-go. He right. just, I mean, he, he had already made weight. Uh, Porter had trouble making the weight. And then, you know, just a picture alone of, of Porter looking, you know, drained. At, you know, that, I don't know if you saw that picture. Mm-hmm. But Ugas came to fight. Ugas came to fight. He brought it to him. He, you know what I mean? And I think it was the, the, was it the 12th round where he, where he knocked, him, knocked him down. Right. I mean, to me, that was a knockdown. Right. I mean... To get to give it to Porter, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I would have, I would have been, I would have been cool with a, just a draw, right? You know what I mean? So, I, I, I honestly thought Porter was more on the on his back leg. He was, you know, he was he was he was running back more versus coming forward. You know, August he he was talking to him in the ring, right. telling him like, "Come on, let's go, let's go." You know what I mean? So to me, I mean, if if Porter would have came a little forward more, they would have been more. I think they would have. I gave it to fucking to Ugas. Right. You know what I mean? So just the fact that they, they, they ruled it a slip, that I mean, that alone. I mean uh, right. as, as a as a fan, I gave I gave it to Ugas. Right. So Romero piggybacking on, on, on what Lewis said uh, about the weight, do you think that the weight was an issue for, for Porter? No, I don't think the weight was an issue for Porter. I mean Porter came in, he, he knew what he was getting into. You know, he knew he was fighting a taller guy, a big guy, so he knew he was getting into. I mean, like they had to cut his brace just so he could make weight, right? I so, wish I had that problem, though. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was getting into. And Porter, I mean, personally, you know, I don't like his style of fight. Right. I do not like his style of fight. He could fight, but I just don't like his style of fight. He, he's like a, he comes into aggressive. You got to watch his style, you know, because he can catch you with a headbutt. He's just too aggressive. You've seen him moving up and down. Right. So he just... Like, for me, I don't like his style, but he was in there, you know. He made, put up a good fight, I think, you know. So, Let's talk about his style a bit, because usually we're used to seeing Porter bull rush you again. We think we mentioned this offline, where almost like a football player, he just wants to get you out of there. He wants to, First, he wants to trap you. Then he just wants to beat the shit out of you. That's not what we really saw this, and I'll take it back to you, Lewis. Um what did you think about what did you think about what did you think about his new side? Just he was moving around the ring, you know, dancing not dancing a bit, but just trying to create angles. Um it yeah, it, it, it kinda changed it up a bit. Um and I think he did it it was on purpose. I mean, because Ugas came to fight. Ugas Ugas uh, you know, he, he wanted a bang. And I think that was uh, one way that, that Porter figured, you know what, I'm gonna try to stay away from him as much as possible because he doesn't want he didn't want to get hurt. He did get caught with some body shots, though, Porter. Right. And, but, and isn't that different? Because we're used to labeling the Cuban fighter as a runner. Ugas is a Cuban fighter. Lara. Yeah, Lara, you know, anybody, anybody with a, you know, Rigondeaux, anybody with a Cuban fight, I personally, I don't want to watch. But this, <laughs> this guy, I don't, don't want to watch a guy that's trying to outpoint you. I want to watch a guy that wants to beat the shit out of you. Right. And somehow, and I'll take this back to Sal, because you mentioned it earlier, he was bringing it to, 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 he was actually bringing it to Porter. So, were you a little surprised on that? Because we didn't really know much of Ugas to begin with. Yeah, the, the whole fight, uh, Ugas was trying to bring it to him, and uh, Porter was, was going back back the whole time. Um, he was getting, uh, Porter was getting caught with, with body shots. Uh, I, I think me watching the fight, like everybody else, we expected uh, Sean Porter to, to show that old Sean start throwing some bombs and land them, but I think the, the the size became an issue, the distance, uh, Porter couldn't 
get close enough to to land his his shots and turn it into a brawl. I think uh, Uga's used his uh, size and advantage the whole way. I think he he controlled it. He was very he was very comfortable in there. I don't think he felt Sean could hurt him at any point. At, at times he was uh, making different gestures with, with his with his hands and and putting his hands down. I know he did get caught one of the times uh, doing that, but. Even the crowd, uh, he went over the crowd. They kept saying Ugas, Ugas, and he was feeding into that. And uh, I honestly think Porter thought he lost that fight when that last the bell went off. I, I think uh, Porter thought he lost that fight, uh, and I think he was looked surprised that even they put the camera on him and he looked like he was conceding defeat. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> it, it actually looked like that. Like uh, Ugas had won, and just on body language and just the way the fight went. The announcers were also leaning towards uh, Uga's win winning that fight again. Just he was bringing the action to Porter. We didn't see that Porter that they landed those ferocious shots throughout the fight that they were so used to. He didn't stop. But he was right. he was on on reverse most of the fight, and uh, you know he pulled out the 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 win at the end. Uh, and I, like everybody says, if you go on social media, everybody sees it. You see the word robbery, robbery, but. Uh, uh, Again, sometimes uh, some of us are believers that you gotta really knock out the champ to take the championship belt. It, it didn't happen. It looked like a, he did get dropped. They called it a slip, but you know we're talking about finishing the the champion. It didn't happen, and then Sean survived in there, and uh, I think he got lucky. He pulled out that win to keep his belt. Right, and I'll ask this to each and every one of you guys: What is next? Uh, for a guy like uh, for for Porter, I mean, we're, he's in a, a division where it's absolutely stacked. Does, does did he regress? Does he deserve a, a shot at Keith Thurman? Uh, does does he give him someone like maybe Ramos or maybe Chia to kind of you know build himself up again? And I'll start off with you, Ramiro. Well, first of all, he has to go over his, over his dad, right? He's gonna make. Is he gonna be able to make weight? I mean, can he stay in that division? Is he going to be able to stay there? Because he struggled. I mean, is he going to be able to stay there? If he does stay there, I think he should go back with Danny. Go ahead with Danny again. Give Danny, Danny that chance, you know? Give him opportunity to get his belt back. Because I think Danny Garcia will probably put hands on him. But it's coming from a casual fan, so hey, I, hey, you know, hey, no that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, same question for you, bro. Well, my thing is, okay, do you run it back? Because from a fan perspective, did he really beat Lucas? So my thing is now, like, does he really go somewhere? Because Thurman didn't look that good against Josecito either. That's true. So Very true. You got to think about that. Like, do we really want to see these fights? Do we want to see the Josecito versus Thurman again? And, you know, Ugas versus Porter. Do we want to see those again, run them back. Same thing with the, what they did with uh, Triple G, or uh, Canelo and Jacobs. I mean, uh, Triple G and Jacobs. Right. I, I think they, they should have run that one back. That way he would have redeemed himself with Jacobs. Right. Because look at the way it is now. It's kind of screwy. Kind of screwy, you know what I mean? So you know what? Do you think it'll be a much exciting fight, uh, Porter versus Thurman now? Because they, they both showed a bit more vulnerability. Um, they looked, again, they, they were set. Well, at least Thurman wasn't a fun fight. He moved a lot. He used his legs a lot. But again, he showed that with enough pressure, you can't get caught. Um Sean, again, it, it, it wasn't him because I don't know if it was, like, like I said, the weight cut uh, and, and he just didn't want to engage because, you know, once these guys cut weight and you really can't get to that body as easily as, or if you get to that body, you know, you're going to hurt him. Um, classic example was this fight at, uh, uh, was a Puerto Rican kid that fought um, in, uh, 
Hey, what was that? I just went blank. The kid in uh, uh, Fantasy Springs, uh, Gancio versus uh, Machado. Oh, yeah, yeah they said that. That's uh, that's what it seemed. And then honestly, it looked like it because a guy like Gancio should not beat a guy like Machado. Machado. <laughs> I'm just. I think it was a weight issue, and I think that might have been it. And Sal, we kind of take it back to you. Uh, what do you think? What, what's next for Porter? I actually like. Uh, I think with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details uh, I would rather see him give Ugas another opportunity. I think it was that close, uh-huh. and, and I really think Ugas deserves another opportunity. I think uh, this time he, he needs to be better prepared and not not make the the weight issue a factor. Because at the end of the day, that was a factor. Uh, it was you know just his mindset where it was at, not making weight. I think I would me personally, I would rather see that fight again than a, a Thurman fight. I think. That one we've already seen it once, and uh, like you guys said, the, both fighters didn't look that great against the, uh, the opposition in their in their last fight. So, I, I, me personally, I want Ugas to get another opportunity at Porter, and I think uh, this time I think it'll be a uh, if if uh, Porter's prepared weight wise and and he comes ready, I think we might see that old Porter that explosiveness and uh, obviously Ugas already is going to feel comfortable that hey I could I could take this guy so I think it'll the second one will actually make a better fight than this one in my opinion so you think it'll be a a better fight so is you think Ugas is you want to see that fight because Ugas deserves it or because it, it's it's as a fan you want to see it I think he deserves it and as a fan I think that's a, a fight that a lot of us want to see we actually probably wanted to see it Go a couple more rounds and see if uh, the durability was there. Old school, fifteen rounds, and and see if if yeah. maybe he would have outlasted uh, Porter. I think he squeaked by like they gave him the the decision, but I think if they run it again, it's going to be uh, in this time, not like other rematches. I think it'll be a better fight uh, if they do it again. You know, you brought up Danny Garcia. I think it was you. Remember that brought up Danny Garcia, and I think Danny Garcia was salivating over what he saw. He's like, that's I yeah. think he, I think he wants that fight in if. I think if, if I'm PBC, um, and because I, I don't think Porter's as as close to the PBC and friends as a guy like Danny, I think Danny will get that run. As as with a good conscience, I would rather give it to uh, uh, Ugas because again he deserves it. He put on a hell of a performance, but I think they might go the they might go that route. But nonetheless, there's a lot of opportunities that walks away for these guys. I mean. It's stacked. I mean, uh, that's one thing with PVC. I mean, PVC owns the welterweight division, just like uh, uh, the zone owns middleweight division now with, with the use of Golovkin, which let's talk a little bit about that off topic. What do you guys think? Did you guys know 
did you guys feel that that's where he deserved? Because I was honestly scared. I thought he was going to PVC. Uh, I'll take it to you, Romero. You know what? Uh, the zone is signing all kinds of people. There's money there. You know, there's money in the zone. So they're just if, there's, if you're a top elite fighter and you can bring in some revenue in with some rate fan rates, they're gonna sign you. Yeah. And then I know we're gonna talk about Mike, Mike a little bit later on, but I think that's what if Mikey um, beats Spent, maybe the zone's gonna look at Mikey Garcia. Hey. Come join the team. We got the money. Right. Because they already they already offered something to uh, Wilder. I think he's meeting with them or something. Oh, but, yeah. I heard something like that. How long does this, this money last? Because, honestly, it's, it's it's from my understanding, the subscriptions aren't that high. They have to provide a certain amount of numbers to be able to spend the amount of cash that they're spending. So it's a little scary, especially with with the ESPN platform already being there. Because ESPN is, what, like six bucks or something like that? Um so it's not that expensive. You get more for your money um, with with the zone, which I, I really like the zone. But there's a there's a fight every month, if that you know. Almost so, every other week. Yeah, yeah. but right. it's not that high caliber fight. I mean, Golden Boy can only put so many cards on. I mean, they really have, and they really have Canelo as, as, as their bread and butter. And, and I mean, yeah, they have the other little guys, but not enough for a lot of people to fork up those ten bucks a month. You know, um, so. I don't know. It's tough. Now they got, like I said, they got Triple G. But again, you could always just cancel them. You know, yeah. Do your subscription then, and then you got a, a Joshua Anthony Joshua, which is a hell of a fighter too. I don't know, man. I, I, I get a little scared because all this is new, so it's it's obviously we're not as informed as 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 we would want to be. It's just scary for an app to be putting out so much money, and is it really going to deliver? Now I'll ask you. Well, Mr. <laughs> well, the thing is that it's not just an app. Right. See, the, from what I'm from what I'm understanding is the zone is owned by the major networks. So who owns these? Who owns ESPN? The major networks. Right. So that's where they get this money from. And on top of that, you got to think about it. You got a pay per view that's sixty dollars now, right. or seventy dollars, whatever it is. I, I think I've seen it up to eighty bucks. With one high desk, so, a little bit more. <laughs> so you you think of it this way: you get a group of people who are paying eighty bucks. They, somebody's going to have it at their house. They got 20, 30 people at their house. That's 80 bucks. That's that's all it is, 80 bucks, yeah. and that's all you're getting. Now, you get 100 people to do $10 a month. That's 1000 bucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, And then people are, and it's, and it's this, just the fact that it's only $10 a month, yeah. you're not going to feel it. So everybody's going to get the hat. You're right. So, and, it's, and it's on a consistent monthly basis versus one pay-per-view every what? Every month or two? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, to me, that that's, that's a smart way to go because everybody's on their phone. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be at home to buy the pay per view. You're going to have people at Disneyland, Magic Mountain, yeah. family parties. Yeah. You got all these people all over, all over. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I've seen it before, like where people are at a party and they're watching the fights. They're watching it on their phone. Yeah. Why? Because it's it's simple and it's easy and it's cheap. Yeah. So. See, I I I I completely agree with you. But then again, we're, we're degenerate boxing fans, so we're going to do that. I don't know about your, your average Joe that's going to do that. Again, I, I love the format. I don't want to pay for a pay-per-view, um, and I think it's great. But I don't know if it's necessarily hitting the masses. Like, I'll give you an example. ESPN, ESPN has the ability. Now they change the format where they, they promote, like, prelim fights on ESPN, and the big fights are on the app. So they're promoting, they're kind of hooking you, hooking yeah. you, here it is, yeah. here it is, but you want to see the real shit, you got to download the app. <laughs> so that's that's 
but again, this ESPN is a huge network. I don't know how the zone. I, I like it. I don't know how. How? What's the longevity on that? But uh, Sal, back to the original point. What, what do you think about uh, GG signing to uh, to the zone? Well, I think uh, it's a great move because he's seen all the other big names uh, jump on their ship. Yeah, I think the the, the, <laughs> the strategy that the zone has is to get all the big names. And uh, I think, like you said earlier, we're hardcore fans, casual fans. Uh, some of us are still used to the, the $80 uh, pay-per-view. But you also brought a good point that we're always on our phones. So I think uh, what the zone's doing, I think it's, it's just give it time for everybody to get used to it. I think they're going to continue signing all these top names. And give it some time before we start seeing some huge matchups between, you know, the, the, the elites of the sport. So I think right now they're going to keep bringing the big names in the sport. And then a year from now, you're going to be getting some bigger, better fights. Uh, at times, you're going to have those, those is it Ricky Fielding type of fights? And right. you're going to have those because obviously you're not going to have your, your elite fighter have uh, monster fights every, every, every other big event but I think it, with time I think there I don't think money will be an issue because I think there's there's money behind there otherwise uh, they would hold back but I think it just I think we just have to get used to the new the, the new way of watching boxing saying goodbye to the HBOs of the world and now <laughs> popping our phone and having ESPN plus uh, the zone uh, every, every other format so I think I think it was smart he's following the the money and uh, I don't blame him for that. I think it, I think good things to come in the future with that type of format. Not only following the money, but following the fights. Look, he, he feels like he was treated unfairly um, in Vegas versus Canelo. Um, you know, the fights, of course, could have gone either way. When a fight goes, a fight of that magnitude goes either way, it kind of hurts the other fighter because you see on social media where people are calling Triple G a bum. But... He could have arguably beaten Canelo. And Canelo's is this all of a sudden the cinnamon god, you know, out there. Again, Canelo deserves all the accolades in the world. But that does not take anything, in my opinion, for Triple G. I think Triple G still beats most most fighters at not only 154, 160, but 168 if he decides to move up. So that that in itself means a lot. That's why I hate when they say, oh, he's a bum. No, he's a he squeaked that. Maybe what? a loss versus Canelo, bro. It's well, I, I, I think it's my, maybe it might be just, I guess, said wrong. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's a bum. The thing right. is that you get Canelo versus Vanes, uh-huh. you got a fucking pack house. Yeah, Triple G versus Vanes, it's empty. So I think that that's where they what they talk about because Triple G is not. He didn't lose at all. Yeah, he if he wouldn't have made no money. With the, with, if he didn't have Canelo, he wouldn't have been making the money he's making. I agree. So uh, I agree. I think that's I think that's what they're talking about as you know being a bum. Yeah, but you, you got to understand the the whole GGG persona. This is a guy Canelo comes with an embedded flag. You know, as a Mexican fighter, we've been supporting him since he was in his teens. Um, a guy like you found out, or at least me, I found out about the country named Kazakhstan because. Maybe Borat, you know, but right. but, but, <laughs> but really because because of Golovkin, that's when I found out. Okay, there's this fighter from this this you know country that somehow 
fights like a Mexican and, and, and to a certain extent because I think that's that's a bit overplayed as well you know Mexican style that really annoyed me from him but but just fights you know and, and that's something that, that you don't see in a lot of especially new age you know, little swag fighters that I call um, with their chins up in the air shout out to Ryan Garcia um, but <laughs> again it's just not something that you, you really see yeah yeah I ain't over there <laughs> yeah, they're like no comment, no comment. <laughs> no, 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 but you guys get what I mean. So that, that's why I think the, the the not only the American public but the the Mexican community kind of fell in love with, with Triple G. And, and I think part of it was the the fact that he didn't say much, just like little cute catchy phrase like yes, yes, Mexican style. That's it. But that's you know what? I honestly think that has nothing to do with Triple G. I think that's more of Abel Sanchez. You think because so? I don't think Abel Sanchez likes Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, it's like, come on. How that's like that's like me saying, you know, uh, uh, Kazakhstan style yeah. being Mexican. Yeah. How is that going to look at my people? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, how, how do you how do you come from Kazakhstan and say you, you're, you're Mexican style? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So for me, I think that's more of a, of, of a money. Uh, money grabbing because yeah, of the same reason we were just saying yeah. you know, the, the Mexicans are there the Mexicans are and the reason why PBC keeps putting fights here because they know the Mexicans are going to go yeah, because it's there yeah. Yeah. so I think that's uh, you know I, I don't like that right. I like Triple G he's a great, he's a great dude right. really humble but just the fact that he uses that persona of oh I'm, I'm a Mexican style like does he even speak Spanish he doesn't speak Spanish he barely speaks English so you know what I mean it's about selling himself and I I, I, I kind of don't like it. No, no, no. I mean? It's like marketing. Yeah, plot, yeah, it's more of a marketing plot, you know. No. I, I respect him as a fighter. I respect him because he, he, he gets down. You know what no. I mean? He, he has power. He gets down. He gets hit. He has, he has an iron chin. But at the end of the day, he's not Mexican. He's not Mexican style either. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people, they, they, they take it in the wrong direction. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, one last thing that, you know, as we were talking and we were going through um, uh, ESPN right now, just, you know, for, for feedback... Pauli Malinaji goes into bare knuckle boxing or knuckles. I don't know what it is, but look, <laughs> Pauli Malinaji, in my opinion, is one of the best announcers that there is. Very biased individual because uh, I remember at one point he hated PBC, um, and then somehow he ended up with a contract with PBC. He hated Golden Boy, and somehow ended up with a contract with Golden Boy. Um, and he hated Pacquiao, and all of a sudden he's calling his fights, and now he loves Pacquiao because he called him the biggest thorough user. So he's he's very good at what he does in announcing the fights, but he's also, which I thought was financially secure because he he, he was in very a lot of fights that maybe he didn't deserve to be, but he was used because he had some sort of belt at some sort of point in his career. So he made a lot of money. Um, what is a guy with with pillows in his hands? And I'm not talking about his gloves. What is he doing fighting bare knuckle? But you think he needs the money that bad? I'll take it to you, Romero. You know what? Um, it's maybe Indian, dude. He's a fighter. He probably wants to continue fighting. We don't know his financial. Maybe he's doing good. Maybe he's doing bad. But we all know he's a fighter. Maybe he just wants to continue fighting. I mean, I just found out today. Coming to your house, I found out he just signed <laughs> that contract. You know, but maybe he's just in him. Maybe he just wants to continue fighting. Who knows? I mean, as a fighter, that's, that's all he know how to do, right? But like you said, he did make... He does. He does get in broadcasting. He's the. I like when he broadcasts the show. But who knows? Maybe he's just in here. Maybe he just wants to continue fighting. I'm not. I don't know. I'll take it to you, Mister Mejia, photographer of the stars. <laughs> what do you think? I think it's just probably uh, 
it, it probably just interested, you know, because um, I shot a bare knuckle boxer, uh, Beck Rawlings. Okay. Um, she she fought UFC. She's she's actually talking about fighting. Uh, I think it was Aaron or another female another female boxer. She was saying like, "Hey, you fight me bare knuckle, I'll fight you with gloves." You know what I mean? So it's it's gonna get interesting. I, I think I think there's there's it's been going on behind the scenes for 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 a minute now, and I think it's getting it's catching a little traction, and I think maybe he wants a piece of it. Maybe he sees something that we you know other people don't see, and, and there's money. I, from what I hear, it seems like there's money behind it. But what's the purpose of bare knuckle boxing? I mean, you're just gonna cut. You're not gonna hurt anybody. You're just gonna pretty much cut and maybe break your hands because I mean you're so used to wearing a glove and protect you know protecting your hands and now again you might know more than I do what's the purpose of it well, I think it just brings more interest uh, it's more of like a street fight like blood cells yeah, it's a, yeah blood cells uh, I saw uh, the other day you know like Beck, Beck Rawlings her fight where she literally spit her tooth out when she got punched in the mouth oh, shit <laughs> wow know? and she's a rugged girl man like she she got popped in the mouth and, and you just kind of see her slow down and kind of turn to the right and then like kind of like spit and then when she spit you can see her tooth fly out oh shit you know she even posted on her Instagram where she's showing you the tooth you know uh, I think that happened last night with Ramos he he actually spit his uh, he, uh, she broke his tooth oh shit yeah really? yeah so it was pretty uh, that's crazy yeah. um, again same question for you uh, Sal but as 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 a manager you see what sometimes with because I think I, I talked to you about you know fighters need to be more they need to sell themselves more on, on social media and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I think most fighters, they don't care about that. They just want to fight. You think that's the same thing with Malinaji? He just, at the end of the day, he, he still feels like he is, his, health, his health is intact. He just wants to fight. Do you think that's what it is? Oh, I, I think more with Pauly. He's a showman, and, and he's very entertaining Entertaining to, to hear uh, not the most entertaining to watch fight, but he, he's a showman. He 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 wants to give us a show. He wants to stay on, the, have a spotlight on him. Right. And uh, yeah. I just right now, you just told me that he's going to go into bare knuckle boxing. I'm interested to see. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I know there's a lot of other people that would be more than happy to see Polly throw down without gloves. Maybe maybe he has power without gloves. I, I think it's he just likes the spotlight. He he likes to stay relevant. Uh, he said, well, why not? Floyd's doing uh, fights with kickboxers. Why not Polly? So it just kind of follows with that same trend of fighters, fight boxers that are doing fighting in different formats. Again, just some will be successful. I honestly think that, that people will actually pay to, to watch uh, Polly uh, because he's a showman at the end of the day. And that's, I think, loves to fight. And uh, if there's a, a financial opportunity for him to, to come up, then absolutely. Uh, he's going to have more power to him. You know what I think? I think the whole problem with Conor McGregor, um, I think it's still there, it still bugs him. I, I follow, well, I don't follow him on Instagram, on Twitter, I'm sorry, but I see a lot of it still. He he can't seem to take McGregor out of his mouth. You know, he's always McGregor this, McGregor that. And I think he feels like he can somehow lure, like, at least it's not not boxing, maybe he's not, he can lure McGregor into boxing. But he can lure them into something like that where they can make some sort of pay-per-view and somehow, some way, make a buck for themselves. So, um, I don't know. That, that, that's the only that's the only angle where I think, okay, a fighter like that's going to 
come on and, and make some money like that. So I don't know, but I don't know, man. But uh, one thing before we get keep going, since uh, Ramiro didn't open his beer, I'm gonna <laughs> open it and, and send a quick shout out to uh, uh, Michelada Suprema. Uh, they actually came by, dropped some Michelada mixes off. Uh, I think caught a little bit of a buzz here, guys. So it was good. But let's talk about what what, what we really wanted to talk about, which is. Uh, this coming up, what is it, March 15th? I believe it is. 16th, 16th I'm sorry, March 16th. Uh, Errol Spence versus Mike Garcia. The fight that I personally thought was a joke when when when, uh, when Mike Garcia first started talking about it. Um, I didn't think it was some, it, it was very laughable. It was laughable as, as, as uh, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, as uh, Mayweather fighting in, in Japan, uh, but it somehow became reality. Um, in my opinion, when, when the fight got announced, it didn't make sense. What, what is this guy that was coming up from <laughs> What did he fight at? 126? Started at 126. 126, right? Yeah. 130, 135 as of recent. Yeah. Went up to 140, fought Broner. Um, then went back down and defended a Saturday again at 135 versus a, a kid that body-wise resembles, uh, uh, res- resembles Spence. But I don't know, man. I don't know if his... If his if his uh, mouth is going to be able to cash those checks, I mean, every day that goes by, I kind of, I kind of push myself into thinking Mikey might have a shot. Um, but I don't know. It, it, again, the, box, the the boxing fan in me says, no, I mean, the, the weight classes matter. It's only been one guy that's been able to defy these weight classes and it still takes his power with him, which has been Manny Pacquiao. Um, you know, of course. Jones. Well, Roy Jones, what what did he do? He went to uh, he went to heavyweight, and then <clears> came back down and got his ass whooped. You know, so I think that might have hurt him. You know, going uh, going to heavy going to heavyweight, putting on all that muscle because he put muscle. Then he shrinked his body Didn't back Shane down one hundred seventy five. Shane Mosley went from one thirty five to to uh, one forty seven and beat Oscar, and that was two prime versus yeah. prime Oscar. You get and usually that doesn't happen. A good little guy does not beat a, a, a good big guy, but he did it. But you know what? Also, you gotta remember Shane fought two people before he fought Oscar, right? Didn't he at one forty seven? I don't remember, but you might be I, right. I think he took like two fights before. He, okay, so he had yeah. he had he actually tasted the waters. He tasted that division. Said, "All right, I think I could take on." And then that's when 
I mean, I'm just a casual fan. I'm not no, sure. No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop with the casual fan. You, you, know, you, you see it all the time. No, my thing is that, and that's where it goes by, and I'll take it to you, Lewis, um, how do you not even taste the water? Like, sparring is one thing. A sparring partner is a sparring yeah, partner. That, that's different. what it is. But how do you go, put your body to go to 140, <laughs> go back down to 135, and then say, it's not that I'm fighting at 147. It's that I'm fighting the biggest possible threat out there, the kid that nobody wants to fight, the kid that's pretty much the Golovkin of the, the welterweight division when nobody wants to fight him. What does he see in him? And, and maybe you could help me out with this, Bruce. <clears throat> well, I think it's uh, I think it's just Mikey. Mikey feels really confident. I think Mikey just he, he feels confident in what he can do. Maybe he hasn't been able to express exactly who Mikey who Mikey really is. Mm-hmm. Um, for everything from from what I hear is that he has power. He has power, and I think you know it, it's always you always have a, a puncher's chance. Yeah. And not only that, but Styles make fights. For all we know, he Mikey may kill. Him. Mikey may knock him out. Who knows? So, you know, I never really count the the, the, the underdog out, especially because, you know, Spence, he, ha- he has he has uh, everything to lose. Mikey has everything to gain. So, you know, when you when hu- you know sometimes hunger, well, I'll do, you know, just you're already at the top, and you got somebody coming up trying to take it from you. Usually, sometimes, you know, from the, from what I've seen is the guy who's coming up and who's hungry. He, he, when he's hungry, he's hungry, and he's gonna eat. You know what I mean, and, and I, you know, speaking to Mikey, you know, he, you know, I've, I've I've interviewed Mikey once, and, and he just has something about him, man. That he, he makes you believe him, right? Yeah, he just, you know, because I, 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 I sales. yeah, <laughs> you know, I interviewed him when he when he when he when he, uh, when he fought Broner, you right. know, and and I told him, I go, what, what do you think uh, is gonna be the key to your victory? He's like, he's like, you know what? He's like, it's my timing, bro. He's like, he's like, my timing is just just with that alone, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to beat him. And he was confident, man. And I, I see that about Mikey is that, you know, he went to, not only that, but he went to snack, built some, he, he put on some muscle, put on some muscle yeah. you know what I mean? And, and he put on some muscle with some speed. And you know what I mean? It, I think for me is anytime somebody has that, like, look at, look at, look at uh, Marquez Pacquiao, that timing. Yeah. That timing. He practiced that punch. People don't realize that he practiced that yeah. punch. Yeah. And it's all about, you know what I mean? Certain fighters, you kind of they kind of get repetitive. Who knows? Maybe, maybe you know what I mean. Maybe Mikey sees something where he's gonna be like, you know what? I'm just gonna time him. I'm gonna do what I gotta do, and I'm gonna take him out. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. You never know. Yeah, man. It, it, it's kind of a tough fight to to call because again, Mikey's not talking like an underdog. Mikey's talking about it like a guy that he already beat Arrow, and Arrow's looking at him like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like he just. I think Errol himself is, is trying to understand what the fuck is this little crazy Mexican talking about? You know, I will whoop the shit out of him. But I, I don't know. Um, um, I'll take it back to you, Sal. Um, what do you think is it that, that, that Mikey sees in, in a guy like a monster, in my opinion, like like Spence, that, that he thinks he could, and I hate this word, but expose? Well, I think it's mind-boggling that He's so confident uh, to beat a guy like, like Spence. He's, he's the best at that weight right now. And uh, I think just, but, you know, you got to gotta see Mikey's point of view. Mikey's a, a, a champion, top, top-notch top fighter, very confident, very confident in his skill level, his trainer. I'm sure they're, they're, they're watching the, the, the tapes on Spence. 
But at the end of the day, you know what? Um, it's there's a lot more for Spence to lose if if he gets beat by a little guy. If if Mikey goes out there and makes it a competitive fight, and even if he doesn't come out with the win, then it was still competitive, and uh, he'll still have credibility. Still go down to a fight in his weight class. Uh, I'm like you. I do believe in weight classes, and it's just unreal for this guy just to go up and up, up and up and up and keep winning. But uh, it just talks to you about his pedigree as a fighter. And uh, it wouldn't shock me if he, he pulls the upset because, obviously, he, he's got that pedigree, and there's fighters that, that are unique like that. He could be one of them. But at the end of the day, it's uh, a lot more for – I think Mikey's not is in a win-win situation regardless of the outcome guru. I think that – for Spence, he's the one that that's his that's his title. He's he he owns that division. So this little guy comes up and beats him. Wow, it'll be it'll it'll be a shocker. But again, look who Mikey Mikey Garcia is. Uh, his pedigree, what he's gone, the fights he's given us. I think he's he's prepared, and I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna go in there and get embarrassed. I think it's a hell of a, a fight. I was like you at first, like. That's a mismatch, just as far as the weight classes goes. Right. But you know the 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 promotion has been there, and now it's it's like we're kind of anticipating next week. Can't wait to to watch this fight. Might be the, uh, the for me the probably the most anticipated fight that I want to see this year so far. So can't wait. Who would have thought that I would have been excited over a PBC fight and willing to <laughs> pay, pay for a pay per view? But I'm excited, man. I'm honestly, I'm genuinely excited. Yeah. So now let's talk about. What can happen? What what scenarios you guys have? I can. I'll start off first with this one. Um, and maybe I sound like a broken record, but Robert's been notorious for stopping fights early. <laughs> um, I, I I don't think that Spence knows what he's getting into, or what is it that Mikey sees in him to be so damn confident. So he's going to be almost on the. Uh, He's going to be thinking too much, and he's going to be able to pull in those early rounds. Um, at least that's that's uh, Mikey will. I'm sorry. So, I think he'll end up finding Mikey a little later. But I think somehow, some way, Robert is going to stop the fight early when Mikey has those rounds in the bank, and it's okay. It stops here. Vamos a la pinche casa. We already won these seven rounds, these past seven rounds, and you got a little cut in your in your eye, and, and let's go. And somehow turns into a hideous event. That's my scenario. Romero, Dina Day, what do you think is going to happen in this fight? You know what? I think it's going to go. I'm excited for the fight. I'm not rooting for Mikey or for Spence. I'm just excited to see the fight. And I think it's going to go 12 rounds. Um, they're going to feel each other. The first two rounds, they're going to feel each other. After that, it's probably going to be Mikey, you know, getting his points, working them. And then Spence is going to feel the power. And be like, oh, crap, what am I getting myself into? Because I think Spence is overlooking Mikey. You know, he, he feels confident. Like, who's this guy? But once he feels the power of Mikey, he's going to be like, oh, shit, what am I getting myself into? But then again, Spence, dude, he's the man of that division. That's yeah. his division. He's the bully. Because I feel like Spence could fight at 160. So, I agree. He's gonna have to let Mikey fill it in the Big beginning. Boy, yeah. yeah, he's gonna have to. Hey, like, welcome to my division. Boom. Yep. Here you go. Welcome. But if he doesn't do that, he might touch the canvas. But now, when 
I don't know who's gonna win. I just wanna watch the fight. Right. It's see, that, that 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 tells you that you have a good card in front of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So so Lewis, I'm taking it back to you. What, what do you think is gonna happen? Well, there's uh, several things that can happen. I mean, we may be we may see something like the what is it, the Linares Loma, where where Linares dropped him, you know. Right. And then, you know, Loma came back and took him out. You know, what I mean, we may see something like but that. But Linares being who? Huh? Linares being who in this scenario? Um, Mike. Okay. Um, just because you know Spence is a bigger dude. Right. Um, there, there's going to be nothing. Um, both both teams are going to have to be prepared. For, I mean, because if, if we know that Robert is infamous for pulling out or, you know, all oh, the cut this, the cut, you know, they're, <laughs> they're both going to have to have their plans. They're both going to have to have plan A, B, and C. Um, but I, I think they both need to set the pace. You know, whoever, I think whoever sets the pace first, right? whoever whoever uh, whoever shows their power first or, or kind of uh, sets the tone of the fight. You know what I mean? Like if Mikey goes in there and shows him, boom, he hits him with a nice, good body or body shot or something, something good, right? To kind of let him know, like, hey, I'm here, you know. Um, Same, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like whoever sets the pace. You know what I mean? It, it, I think I think that's gonna be the biggest factor because when you got a big guy, you know, it's, it's like they say, you know, when you have a bully, you know, you, the bully's only a bully until the, the little guy lets himself, right? You know what I mean? So if Mikey goes in there and he shows the bully, like, hey, you know what, you ain't, you ain't pushing me around like that. You know, I mean, he's able to put, you know, push him back and and use, you know, different technique, timing, and all these stuff. Because at the end of the day, it's boxing, right? So how, how do you remove a power puncher's power? You either smother him, angles, or or you, you know, head movement. There's there's many ways of, of taking a, a fighter's power away. So if, if you do, if you remove the power from Spence, what do you have? What else do you have? Right. And if you know, even if Mikey's not a not going to be a, uh, a, a powerful enough puncher to knock him out. I think if he's able to to eliminate Spence's power, then we're going to have a pretty good fight. So, another thing that I was actually thinking about what you were speaking of is, when was the last time Spence fought? I think it's been about a year. About a year. That fight, he fought about... Three, not even, not even the full three minutes, because he won in the first round. Before that, I think his biggest fight has been versus the guy from the UK, uh, Kel Brook. Kel Brook. And and again, that could have again, and I don't want to make any excuses for his win, but that could have been a damage Kel Brook was because remember Kel Brook had fought Triple G and his orbital bone was gone already. Yeah. And then I think something similar happened versus Spence, a fight that in my opinion. It was very close, Spence versus uh, uh, Brooke. It was a close fight, so I really don't see a lot of... We, we built him up as a, as, as a boogeyman because nobody wants to fight him, sort of like with Golovkin. But who has... What is a good name under Spence's resume? I can't seem to find one other than, again, Brooke. But in my opinion, it could have been a damaged Brooke. So is that... What Mikey's looking at, I don't know. I don't. I, you see that? That's the thing that bothers me and, and intrigues me at the same time. I don't know what Mikey is looking, and I, I would want to find out. Uh, Sal, that goes back to you. What do you think it is? It, it, it spans. I mean, this is crazy. I think what you're saying. I think the Mikey camp. They they did their research, their homework, and, and you know you have a champion, the boogeyman that has been created. But something like that, all that stuff is, is is set up for it to be that way. So I think uh, 
think it's going to be a great fight. I think it goes the whole way, and I think we're we're going to have more than one of these these fights. I think this is a whoever wins a, a rematch uh, kind of fight. It's the names uh, will sell the fight. I think they'll they'll be successful. But I think again, Mikey didn't just take this fight per se for for the money. It, it's a fight that they, they actually think they could win. And the valid point that you said, who has this guy beat and how? Uh, anytime you're taking on a fighter, you always look at who who have they been in there with, and, right. and what what quality of opposition have they 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 faced, and how did they fare out? And, and I think again, the the Mikey team is very smart. I think they did their homework on this, and uh, but I don't see either guy. Uh, I think this goes 12. It's going to be a, a, a highly contested bout, and then I, I think that we're gonna they're gonna run it back. And it might be so. I think this is like one of those Canelo Triple G type of sort of deals that we're gonna have different uh, uh, arguments based on what kind of fight you like. But again, look who uh, the weights. It's the biggest disadvantage. But look at Mikey. Mikey's been active. Mikey brings it. He he's his pedigree again. Go back to it. He he knows and uh, he's put on like you guys uh, mentioned. He's put on some weight, some muscle. Uh, one of the interviews, he said he put on the muscle, but he didn't want to be stiff at the same time. So I think he, they're doing it the right way. I think that the fight is going to be some fireworks. Uh, it, I, I'll, you'll see the, the obviously the, the size difference, but I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. I see it going 12 rounds in a real tight fight. That might go, uh, to me, I, I, if, if I was betting, I'd go Spence, obviously, Spence. With, with Spence. If, if I was betting, but obviously I don't bet in boxing, so... I'm just looking forward to a great fight and, you know, have an opinion after it. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you the same thing, Mr. Mejia. Let's piggyback on what Sal said. Who who actually wins? Being a, if you were a betting man, who wins? Well, if I was a betting man, I would go with the draw. Okay. Why? Because by doing the draw, you have a second fight. On the second fight... You have Mikey take his bout. The third fight, you have Spence getting it back. Right. From a business perspective, because that's, that's that's where the money would be. Right. Um, Money-wise, I would go with Mikey because most likely he's going to be the underdog, and that's going to be the biggest payout. Right. So from a fan from a fan perspective, I mean, I, I I'm going for Mikey. You know, just just the fact of, of watching Mikey, and and, and the, the other thing is the fact that Mikey was out for two years. Just like Spence is out for a year. So I think Mikey kind of knows what he's up against because he's thinking, if I was out for two years, I came back like this, you know, I got a, I got a better chance knowing that he was out for a year and only fought, what, one round right. with, 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 with Brooke. Brooke, to me, yeah, he, he was a broken fighter. You know, he's kind of like Amir Khan. Amir Khan, once they, once they, once they got that job, he, it was, that was it. The majority of his fights were just, they were all knockouts. Right. So to me, you know, if had, 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 had it been me, had I been... Uh, Errol Spence, I would have at least tried to take him three to five rounds, get get some ring you know ring experience back you know get get fresh again, and, and because now he's he's taking on Mikey and Mikey, Mikey Mikey he's doing his thing, right. you know what I mean? So I'm going I'm going Mikey on this one. You're Mikey, yeah. Mikey by what decision? Uh, probably decision, yeah. Because they're, they're no both fighters are they're not going to want to risk it. Okay. You know, so I I, I see it twelve round. Okay, Romero. Same question goes to you. You know what? I won't even bet on this fight. <laughs> I will not. I'll stay that away close? From it. Yeah, I'll stay away from it. I just want to watch a good fight. I want to, you know, 
we got pound for pound going at it with Errol Spence Jr., which is the bloody of that division. As the show was a good fight. Right. The show was a good fight. I won't even put my money on nobody. I just want to see a great fight, make it happen. You know, Errol Spence Jr., if you're that man of the division, show us why. Put out, put Mikey down. But if Mikey, like, who's was saying, he's hungry, he wants to do something different, well, then he's going to put up a good fight and put Spence, you know, beat Spence. Yeah. But, so, yeah, who's your heart telling you is going to win? Honestly, that's I just want to watch a fight. That's split. Yeah. yeah, that's a good thing about this I fight. Just, yeah, I just want to watch a good fight. Dude. That's the great thing about this fight that we really can't, like, you know, we could call ourselves experts or, or we could tell who's going to win in most fights, but really can't say it right now. And that's that's the beautiful thing about this fight. Um, I'm going to go give my initial reaction again. First, I showed you guys a video um, right before we did the show where Mikey even asked me who who was going to, you know, uh, what did I think about the fight? And I said, no. Yeah. At the same time, I remember I said, no, not at this time. The time is now for Mikey. This is where he dares to be great. And, and if he's able to pull it off, I think he, he becomes the man at, at, at most people's mythical pound for pound list. Um, so let's let's hope he gets it done or let's hope wh- whoever deserves it wins the fight. There's no iffy things or again, there's always going to be excuses about why that why that guy won. Like I was kind of making already for for Spence, which is an inactivity. Um, and Mike, it's just it just again, I'm still. It's, I wake up sometimes and think, who the fuck is really going to win this fight? I don't know. I don't know. I'm my heart's gearing for Mikey because I love Mikey to death. Even if he is the, the you know looks like the, one of the guys from Apocalypto, <laughs> but, uh, I I love Mikey and I, and I and I've been a I've been a fan of him for for, for many years, yeah. a fan of him and his family. But I I honestly don't know. Um, my heart my my mind is telling me my initial reaction that that we get something that looks odd and. and Maybe seventh, eighth round, something happens where they have to stop the fight. They have to go to the scorecards, and Mikey wins this fight. Um, that's what I feel. But again, who knows? Guys, it's been great. Let's. One thing I did wanted to ask you guys was from the very beginning. I said, you know, you guys are, are different boxing entities that are somehow involved. You guys have a particular skill that somehow, some way, was brought back to boxing. And I'm going to ask you, Romero, first, you do your shirts. What is it that you want from the sport? From the sport, you know, I just want to watch good fights. That's all I want from the sport, watch good fights, even match fights, you know, especially nowadays that everybody's just, like, they're, they're being matched, you know, so I just want to watch good fights, you know, so and I see myself in the sport, you know, but at the end, just watch good fights like the one we're going to have March 16. Business wise, what do you want? Business wise, you know what? I want my, my name to be out there. That's all. HTC Sports, you know, just have it out there. Just put my name. If you got an order, let me know. I'll work with you. You know, either we sponsor, go halfway, or just put my name out there. But as a business, I just want to make everybody shirts, print everybody shirts. That's I all. A, I need an HTC banner right here, yeah, bro. We need to do it, happen. man. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> you, there's you guys. I you know, the go-to guy. And, and that's one thing that, that I've always liked about you, that you never say, like, oh, I'm never going to talk shit about another guy or, or whatnot. I think I, they talked to you. You did a couple of shirts for me. Um, 
uh, South Central Boxing, which is, you know, making a name for himself now. Sue's a very good guy, too. So, and there's never been any, both of you, never any bias, not, not none of that fuck that guy or this yeah, and that. It's just, work, there's money for all of us to it's make. You know, so far, it's been great. Uh, Lewis, same question for you. Business-wise, what's your picture? What do you want from boxing? Well, for me, I think it's it's a little more than just the photography. Okay. Um, I do want to kind of have my work pretty much where everybody wants it. You know, the ESPNs, the USA Today's, LA Times, you know, Ring Magazine, you know, all these things, like all the, all the, all the big guys up there right now that are doing, you know, putting their, their, their work out there. You know, that that's that's initial, the, my, my first thing that I want to do. I want to be able to, to say, you know what, I made it, you know, in photography because I don't do it just for fun. I do it because it's my passion. I love to do it, and I... I I love it when people recognize my work. When they say, oh, shit, this is his work. Right. And that's why I shoot. Because I rather, I get more gratification from somebody's expression when they see my photo than to get paid. Although I still obviously would you know, love to get paid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah we all have yeah. to eat. Right. Yeah, you know? But at the same time, I'm also doing some stuff behind the scenes right now where um, I'm trying to change the sport of boxing. Okay. Um, um, right now, I'm working on. It's called the Combat Sports Collective, and what, what it is, is that? What is it? Because they they find it, they follow me on, on Instagram. Right. Right? I don't know if I follow back. Or that was me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 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 I haven't followed. Now I know I should follow. So what right. is it again? What's the, the, the Instagram? Account? It's uh, it's uh, at uh, Combat Sports Collective. Okay. So what do you guys do? Yeah, what it is is we, we we're, it's a group of us that we try to we try to offer our, our help to boxers or fighters or anybody who is in a combat sports or, or just sports in general to help them um, with their photography, with their strength and conditioning, with, you know, clothing, you know, if I, if I can put my shirt on somebody, my, you know, clothing and sweaters, you know, just kind of like South Central Boxing, you know, right. the, the, I, I work with them too. We're, we're all, we're all, we're all like a big family, you know what right. I mean? And what I want to do is I want to be able to help people like, uh, like Christina, you know, Christina, um, we brought her on. We brought her on board. Million dollar baby, right? Yeah, million dollar beast. Beast. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, you know, she wanted to fight. You know what I mean? She 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 didn't have certain resources, and I said, you know what? Well, we I have those resources. I have a team that has those resources that we can get you. We can get you going. And being the person that I am, and the, and the, the, the my team is, you know, we're, we're we're all like a family, man. We all help each other out, and and you see, you know, we got her first fight already, and you know, we started from scratch, you know. But it, it, it's been opening doors for us. We've been working with uh, a lot of different people, championship fighters, you know, Benavides, you know, uh, Leo Santa Cruz, uh, Cepeda, um, Right Hook Roxy, um, just a lot of special people. Special kid. Yeah, right. special kid, yeah. And, um, and, we, and we do it because we love it, you know what I mean? And, and, and we want to be able to, to build like a turnkey, uh, like a turnkey company right. to where we can... Like a one-stop like shop. a one-stop shop, yeah. Okay. And we're doing it. We're doing it. Little by little, we're doing it, and and uh, um, and we're just hoping to change the name of boxing, you know, because so, because everybody's here. We're all here. We all we all we all need to eat, man. You know what I mean? And and if we can we can create that 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 uh, avenue for for fighters and for other people, then you know why not? You know. That's awesome. Yeah, because that that's the thing, and I think sometimes what we don't what we forget is the sport is very top heavy. There's guys that are making money. There's a Canelo's. There's a Golovkin's. There's a Mikey's. 
But there's hundreds of little kids that aren't there. And if, you know, you could do it, you could help them out, maybe get to that level or, 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 or help them amplify their skills and, and somehow put them on a, on a better platform, I think it's great. And that goes back to you, Sal, because I see you working with all these young kids that I think, and I think it's very commendable. That's something personally I would have wanted, I've always wanted to do, but tell me, what do you really want to do with these kids? I mean, it just starts with, I think the key word is passion, uh, you know, being passionate about it. I think you asked me before, like, you're crazy, man. Uh, (laughs) Why are you doing this? Uh, Why are you doing this? And a lot of people ask me that question because uh, it's an investment. It's an investment, uh, you know. Uh, I'm blessed to be able to to, to give to these kids and and, in turn not take from them. Uh, I think I'm in the right situation to do it right now. So uh, why do I do it? I'll tell you this. uh, Real honest, I said, if one day one of these kids – sums up to be a, a, a world champion or even if they become a, a name, a, a pretty good contender, and, and uh, they see me one day and they, they thank me and say, hey, you know what, Sal, uh, you gave me the hand when, when nobody else believed me because that's what I get now. Uh, you know, when I go to the gym, I see these kids working and, and they want exposure. They, they want to get fights. Uh, uh, I pride myself in very, uh, being very professional Obviously, at our level, we're working with a lot of the club shows around SoCal. Uh, I, I've worked with Ed Holmes, uh, Roy Engelbeck from Orange Fight, uh, Orange, uh, Fight Club. Uh, uh, I hooked up with Roy Jones uh, with a, a show out there. We've had one of our kids fight on, uh, with the money team in Vegas. Uh, so so my, my thing is to stay active, uh, keep these, these guys busy, keep them in the ring because... Uh, I think it, it, it changes their life because if, if, you, if these guys are in the gym and they don't get fights, uh, uh, Sal, they'll they'll give up. They'll give up on their dream. And I think if there's just very commendable, these gentlemen here, that they want to do things to put their name out there from the T-shirts, from helping them out, just get putting them on the scene. I think that's very commendable. For We need more people like that to put these kids because you're right. It's top heavy. Everybody wants to the next million million dollar maker but you know uh, maybe you gotta you gotta look down from the bottom and, and sometimes you gotta develop them you gotta you gotta nurture them through 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 their career uh, when it's all said and done i i really want to be known as somebody that gave kids an opportunity uh to 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 put themselves out there and i tell them work hard work hard you guys work work in the gym and let me work uh, on outside of the gym uh, getting you fights I do. I'm very. I'm not the. The one thing me and you talk about is good fights. Everybody wants to see good fights. Uh, we don't want to see like a, a mismatch. So I tell my guys, we're gonna look at the fights, and if it's a fight that 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 is that we have a chance to to win, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take some chances, and sometimes by taking those chances, you you accelerate the growth of, of the fighter versus fighting a bunch of, of mismatches because. At the end of the day, everybody looks at your at your box rick. Who have you fought? Where have you fought? Right. And based on that, they make a quick assessment of: Are you the real deal, or have you been cherry picking to to a particular record? So with me, it's a, you know I work with the matchmakers. They give me a match that's that we have an opportunity. We're going to take it uh, most of the time. So sometimes the people say you're crazy, but you know what? We've had a couple of upsets, and yeah. and I think that's the mindset. 
But then again, I'm not. I'm also there to protect them and not put them into a mismatch. And you know, because I've been offered mismatches as well. So just knowing that to 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 protect them, I don't want to uh, shorten their career because very easily if they're, they're put in a, in a tough fight, you could shorten a kid's career really quick. So it, it's a lot of uh, a lot of that. It, it's it's a lot of work. Like I told you, it's it's you have to be passionate. You, I mean, I have my my full time gig, but. I, I believe in no days off. I'll take days off later when, when we've accomplished something. But for now, we got the energy, the drive, and I think that's what we're doing. If one day we, we create a champ or something else, then there'll be better times and time to, to relax. But I think while we're, we have the energy, the drive, the energy, we're going to keep doing it. And I think CG Boxing, people still don't know who we are. Some people are starting to see us. It's going to continue to grow, and we're going to stay really active. That's, that's my goal. And I just want a fair opportunity from all the promoters, anybody out there, to give us a shot to get one of our kids on their platform to show what they do. Perfect. They do. That's awesome. You got me excited over here. <laughs> all right, man. One thing I did want to ask you, because, I mean, uh, let this serve as some sort of platform to kind of push your kids up. What, where, what's, the, what's your Instagram account? Uh, you can follow me at CG Boxing. Uh, it's on my Instagram that, that I want people to follow, and you can follow. You, I post a lot about the, the kids that I work with, their fights, what, what their T-shirts, whatever we're doing. I, I try to put a little bit of everything, but it's all about them uh, at right. the end of the day so that people get, like you said, they, they got to put themselves out there and because social media is a very powerful weapon right now. Uh, you get one million followers, you can see what that does for you. Uh. It, it could be very lucrative, so definitely follow us at CG Boxing. On Instagram. The name of your fighters? Uh, right now I'm working with Danny Chino Constantino. I'm working with Anthony Casillas. I'm working with Hector Lopez, who's going to make his debut next week at All-Star. I'm working with um, Eric Mondragon. He makes his debut April 6th with, uh, under the Red Promotions card at, at Pico Rivera. And we're also bringing back uh, Ruben Martinez. Ruben the Nightmare Martinez is nice. working with us now. So uh, looking forward to bringing this kid back. He's special, so definitely get him. You in the next couple months, you'll get a fight date for him. A hundred forty pounder. He's gonna be at one hundred and forty pounds. Uh, Eric Mondragon at one hundred and thirty. Uh, Daniel Constantino, very exciting kid from Compton. He fights at one twenty-two. loco. I like the way he fights. <laughs> yeah, Danny, <laughs> Daniel Chino Constantino. He's uh He's that kind of fighter. No boring fights with him. He's very exciting. Uh, a lot of people say that that kid that kid brings it, and there's not you're not gonna have a boring. You can't with that kid. It's gonna be a great fight. And again, working with Anthony Casillas at 122. So I have some of the lighter weights, right. uh, as low as 118 pounds with Hector Lopez. So Jesus. definitely, uh, all these kids, none of them have more than seven fights. So. Definitely looking forward to get them back and keep them keeping them busy. Just not taking long layoffs. Just seeing what they got because you know what time passes and we just want them to be active. That's right. I'm taking it back to you. Tell me a little bit. What fighters are you working with? Um, at the moment, I'm working with uh, Christina Castle. Okay. She's a uh, 130 pounder right now. We're, we're thinking of probably maybe bringing her down a little bit, okay. just because she, uh, her size. She's about five, I believe five two. So oh, yeah. the majority of the girls that she's gonna be fighting will probably be really a little bit too big for her. Yeah. Too tall. Uh, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna see how you know where where she measures up, and uh, also I'm helping out um, uh, Yana Verdusco. 
Right Hook Roxy. Okay. Yeah, Right Hook Roxy. Uh, Special kid. Yeah. So I'm helping with, uh, you know, uh, photography and, and just anything that I could. Um, her and her mom are great people. You know, they, they've um, they've opened doors for me as well. You know, um, with Carlos, I'm working. On, I'm also working with Carlos uh, with, the, with the with the with the event for you know the red. Yeah, from those sports. And, right. And, yeah. So. Um, Carlos, shout out to Carlos. <coughs> shout out to Carlos, shout man. Out to Carlos, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I basically anybody who uh, who. My, my teammate Andy uh, at the Fitzsmith uh, at, at uh, Instagram. Right. You guys, you can check him out there. He does all the strength and conditioning. He's all um, uh, similar to uh, Jerry Arias. Right. Um, the training styles are similar, very similar. Um, and you know, he's he's just he's a badass, bro. You know, I mean, um, he he's training Andy Reese right now. He was uh, he was training uh, Danny uh, David Benavides, uh, Rayo. Um, he trains Leo Santa Cruz regularly uh, for every camp that he's done for the past, I think, six, seven years. He's been doing Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, also with uh, Ivan Redcatch. Um, the list goes on. Cepeda, uh, Munguia. Um, so, you know. All the guys we need to get on Adidas oh, boxing. Yeah, huh? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Panchito, my bad. Panchito. Panchito. Oh, yeah, yeah Panchito. I love Panchito, man. He's a yeah, good kid. You know, he's a good kid, man, you know. And, uh, his dad's real nice, so I, he came over to the house last night to pick up the gloves, and I, I like I like the whole family thing. That, I'm a sucker for that, dude. If you got if you got roots, I'm, I'm good. Right. So, where, where can we follow you on, on Instagram? Uh, you can follow me at L Mejia Photography on Instagram, and also at um, Combat Sports Collective on Instagram as well. I need to follow that account. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, um, we're just I'm just trying to make it to the top, man. Just trying to help out everybody on my way up, you know, because everybody's been you know with open arms helping me get to where I've been. Huh. Uh, I want to send a shout out to uh, Idris Erba, okay. who, who's been he's been my mentor. Uh, Chris Farina also, um, you know Danny Z, uh, you know Big Danny. Danny Z, Z. Yeah, he's helped me out a lot as well. Big he's, motherfucker, tall motherfucker. Great podcast too. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Last yeah, the Round, last right? Round 12, last yeah. Round. You guys gotta follow that. Last round is actually he, him, and the fucking guy that sounds like Mary Poppins. <laughs> I'm I'm sure, yeah, yeah fucking, yeah. fuck, who the fuck finds a Brit and fucking down the sixty freeway or some shit? There, there's yeah. a, there's a good guy. He talks a lot about the UK fights. Uh, Danny's a good kid too. I mean, I, I, I followed him for a while now. So big, big shout out to them. Romero, uh, the question goes back to you. Um, uh, who do, who are you working with in boxing right now, and and, and uh, where can we follow you on Instagram? You can follow me on my new page, ATZ Boxing. Go follow that page. And I'm also working with um, Adelaide Reese, La Cobra. La Cobra. You, can, you can follow her, La Cobra underscore Reese. I'm co-managing her uh, with my mentor, Sergio. He's the one that, that's that's her coach, also her manager. He's the one that has the final decision, so I'm helping them out. You know, she's 7-0, 4 knockouts. So it's a beast. Sure, make sure you guys follow her, you know. Like I said, we just want to keep knocking doors and get that opportunity that, that she deserves. No, go ahead and follow her. And if you guys didn't know, if you guys actually one thing that, that I remember about La Cobra, she came out of Jose Luis. She was the girl beating the shit out of all those fucking cholas. Two hundred pound cholas. Pa 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 putas por donde quiera. Dude, I'll send you guys a video later. It was pretty badass. She she has hands, man, and also she has a, a good story behind her as well, man. She's has two she's a single mom, right? Single she's mom. Single mom, two jobs. Two jobs working uh, hard. And, and still has time to do road work. Yo acá tragando pinche micheladas, any la chingo. That's, so, that's you see, 
That's an American dream right there, guys. So, That's what it's all about. And she fights at 115 through 118. So if anybody wants that smoke, anybody can come get on. it. God damn. <laughs> guys, thank you guys so much. Uh, this is my first podcast with, with, with other people. I'm usually talking about myself. You know, shows you why we've been here for a while. Guys, don't forget, quick housekeeping tool. Um, make sure you guys like uh, you the comments on, on that you guys post on, on iTunes when you guys... Uh, Leave your feedback are fucking hilarious. Uh, make sure again it's we're on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube, uh, wherever else podcasts are heard of. Gentlemen, thank you so much. That's been the Mr. Boxing Guru podcast. Uh, thank you and goodbye.